Warning, this podcast contains adult language, mature situations, manga critiques, the latest manga news, and the wheel of manga for over 15 years, and we don't intend to stop. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Listener and viewer discretion is advised. Episode 515. Hello and welcome to the 515th episode of the Spire Can Manga Review. I'm your host, Zan. Zan konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, and what's up? Hope you're doing well out there and hope you're excited for another fun-filled and more importantly amazing episode of this podcast because this is a momentous day. It's a special day because this is our 515th episode and it is our 15-year anniversary. That's right. On May 15th, 2008, we started this little podcast as the Spire Kid Manga Review, and since then we have evolved, changed, and made ourselves even more possible and more awesome. And because of that, well, we're kicking butt, taking names, and just being awesome. But if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Uh, Spark and some podcasts and making reviews about connectly enhanced narratives, meaning every episode we talk about one or two geeky topics and tell you the pros and cons about. This is the manga review, obviously we're talking about manga. Also, we are on YouTube, Facebook, Stitcher, and Instagram. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Hit the bell for notification. And just type in Spark in the search bar if you're looking for us one way or the other. And there's so much that we do and so many awesome things that we talk about. But with that in mind, before we go into some of the nostalgic points, let's get to the actual manga review of the episode. Because if you remember from the last episode, I spun that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga. And it dictated they're viewing a manga that was written by a very unique individual by the name of Yuki Kamatani. And this was published by Kodansha, meaning it was released over here by Kodansha Comics. Its original run was 2010 to 2014. This is an oldie. This is over 20 years old. Or sorry, 10 years old. And this is a very old manga that finally got a release recently. It was released in Monthly Morning 2 magazine. There are eight volumes. And it is a seven series that is a coming-of-age story and a singing manga. I know, two things that should not mix, but they do for some reason. And the original title for this unique story was Shonen Noto, or as we know it in the U.S., it is Shonen Note Boy Soprano. And this is a story of a young boy who is, well, very unique. His name is Aoi Yutaka. And he is 11 years old and he is transferring into his middle school. And he is special because of his voice. He has the voice of an angel. He is a boy soprano. And for those of you who are unfamiliar with singing, sopranos are high-pitched. Generally, boys start off when they're younger, they have very high pitches. And then as we grow up and we hit puberty, our voices change. They deepen, they become deeper and louder. And in the singing world, that means you become a tenor or a baritone or a bass. And Yutaka is unique because he's someone who has a, the voice of a professional and he is an amazing singer. But also he's someone who's kind of emotional. He has a weird sensitivity to music and sound. And like when he hears people singing, he'll burst into tears for no reason because it's so beautiful. Or if he hears arguing, he picks up on that and becomes argumentative as well. Or if he hears raindrops, he gets kind of depressed. And this is the story of him starting middle school or junior high and what he wants to do with his life. And after joining and his mother explaining his unique sensitivity to singing and the fact that during the middle of a meeting he broke down into tears for no reason, he is accepted to go to the school and he ends up falling in love with the choir. 
he hears them practicing before the opening ceremony and he just is drawn to them. It's like, the music's beautiful. I want to join. And they see this kid who's just hanging on a fence listening and they say, what the hell, kid? What are you doing here? He's like, I love your music. I want to join. And the president, uh, Akitoshi, is like, okay, fine. You want to join the choir? Let's hear. Let's hear what you got. And another... the. Vice captain of the choir, uh, Midori Machia, is like, no, this kid's just a fake. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's not good. And Yutaka sings. And he sings like an angel. It is beautiful. It is momentous. And it draws everybody out there. And they're like, oh my god, this kid's the real deal. It's so pure and amazing. Meanwhile, uh, Machia's like, no, this is fake. This is total fake. He, he's got to be doing something weird. No kid be that could be that pure. And so, Yutaka ends up joining the choir, and eventually they discover that his voice is that purity, is that innocent. He'll wake up in the morning and just listen to the noises, and because of the happy noise around him, he'll just start to sing like a Disney princess, and people will just hear this beautiful voice echoing all over the place. And for some people who have to work really hard at it, it's very different to like, oh my god, I'm super envious of you, but your voice is like a national treasure. And so, he ends up joining the choir, and they said, okay, you're the only other boy besides the president who's there, so we're going to use you to draw people in, we'll win a bunch of competitions, it's going to be great. Which would be fine, except that the actual president of the, then the sponsor of the academy, really doesn't like him because reasons he's kind of a douche because he's the sponsor of the club and he's like you know what you got a really nice voice there but you know what's going to happen in like a year your voice is going to break and then you're not going to be pretty anymore so enjoy it while you can and like what the hell man he's a kid who likes singing why are you going to crush him like that uh, i don't care this is the type of sponsor who doesn't show up he leaves the captain and chair captain to run everything while he just does his own thing he's kind of a prick about it and but despite that, he ends up joining the choir and loving it, interacting with everybody and just being beautiful with this. Now, on the other hand, the sponsor for the band and the Reed Club hears Yutaka's voice and is like, why are we just having him join our choir, which has never gotten first place ever? We've won one competition, but we were in second place. Why don't we put him in the opera? If he only has this limited amount of time, let's let him shine. Have him just draw out there. And this is the story of him trying to shine, trying to get out there, and seeing his potential. And one of the things I love about this story is that when people sing, it shows their interpretations from his point of view. He points out that Machia, whenever she sings, she sounds like she's in a forest. And when she sings, it shows her in the middle of force. Another time, he's singing a song called Cosmos in a cafe, and everybody's transported to this cafe into the cosmos. They see stars in the world. And it's a very surreal and beautiful image that works really well for it. And it gives it a kind of uh, whimsical element to this story, which is about a young boy who's trying to use his talent before he loses it. And this very transient gift that he has because it's the nature of things for boys voice to change. And this is 
going to happen. There's no way he can stop this. And one of his rivals that he ends up getting is a young Russian boy who's also soprano, who's losing his high-pitched voice. And he's slightly envious of Yutaka for where he's at in this. And it's something which you would think is kind of intriguing and engaging, but it's something you've never thought of before. If you're in the music world, you'll love it. I mean, one of my favorite elements is when he first hears uh, opera, they take him to Carmen, and he's just drawn into it, and he hears the fun and the whimsicalness of the story and the singing, and he's like, I want to do this. But I also want to do choir because when I'm in choir, I'm with my friends and I don't feel lonely. So he's decided to keep do both of them, do opera and do choir while also going to school. He's kind of crazy like that. And that's what he wants to do. But it could be a good thing or it could be a really bad thing. You have to wait and see how it all ends because in the end, it's his decision and what happens in his life. And I've got to say... This is a story that is one that I didn't expect to be so thorough in its telling about everything going on. It gets it gets into the basics of what singing is, and it shows you him being a tenor and him working on, or him being a soprano, him working on it. And more importantly, the story does show some amazing moments. And I love the actual Tonkabon, the actual graphic novel. It is beautiful. Smells like new manga. It is. It is kind of thick, and they have color pages that work so well, like that opening scene of him crying when they're singing the school song. It just pops, and then the surreal images are great. Now, here's the thing where it goes wrong. This is a Senin series that, obviously, with Senin, it's either ultra-violent, manly stuff, or it's take your mind off of things, escape from the world, and I don't want to think about evil things, so give me something pure. And this is in that camp where it's supposed to be pure and wonderful. However, our main character, something is wrong with him. Obviously, it could be that he is on the spectrum, or he just has a weird issue with his ears, where his hearing, he's too in-depth with sound. It's something which, at first, is very intriguing, but then there's moments where it just derails the story entirely. And while he is a sweet boy, Utaka can't hold the story alone. And while we do have some other characters that do show up, most of them I really did not get invested in. There's a whole thing with his best friend who wants to join the choir, but he can't because he's tone deaf. And then he has an uncle who was a soprano as well, but they don't go anywhere with that. They just kind of push it to the side. And that would have made it more compelling to have a more ensemble cast instead of just focusing on him. Which is fine, but it's... This story is very finite. There's not much you can do with it. And despite the amazing artwork, I'm going to be honest. For me personally, it's not one where I'm going to want to go back and read it again once I'm done with it. I read it to the I read the first volume. I checked out the second volume, but besides that, I can take it or leave it. And I don't see if if you're not into singing, you're not going to get much out of this. And I'm in this I'm into music. I I love it just this didn't catch me as well as I thought it would. The art is amazing, but the story does lose points. So for that reason, I have to give Shonen Note, Boy Soprano, our middle of the ground rating of Give from a Crazy at Muriel, okay but forgettable. It's okay, but in the end, I mean, I'm going to forget about this later. I mean, the artwork is great, but 
Honestly, I expected more from the creator of our dreams at dusk. I really did. It is a pure story, and I do like it, but I think they could do more with it. I think they didn't push it far enough. But that's my thoughts. If you've read this, you can email me personally at Zan, that's X-A-N, at Spirekin.com, or tweet me at Spirekin and let me know your thoughts. If you want to know what your thoughts on Shonen Note, Boy Soprano, if you liked it, if you hated it, let me know your thoughts on it. And with that in mind, let's actually get to the manga releases for the last two weeks, because since this is our 15-year anniversary and it's the 515th episode, I want it to be on May 15th. So in order to do that, I had to wait two weeks, so we're two weeks behind, but... We've got tons of manga that came out, and a lot of them are really crazy, and some are really fun. So let's get to it, shall we? So, for the week of May 2nd, what was released was Blood on the Tracks Volume 13, Blue Box Volume 4, Crossplay Love Otaku Punk Volume 4, Grandmaster of Demonic Cultivation, Mo Dai Zushi, the novel, Volume 5. And there's a special edition which was released for Barnes & Noble specifically. I'm Not Meat, Volume 3. I'm the Evil Lord of an Intergalactic Empire, Volume 2. This manga is actually really addictive and I'm having a lot of fun with it. Inspector, Volume 17. Kubo Won't Let Me Be Invisible, Volume 7. LDK, 19-20, The Omnibus. Life Lessons with Uramachi Onichan, Volume 4. Ms. Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, Fafnir the Recluse, Volume 2. Modern Villainous, It's Not Easy Building a Corporate Empire Before the Crash, Light Novel, Volume 3. Mushoko Tensei, Roxy Gets Serious, Volume 9. My Hero Academia, Volume 34. My Special One, Volume 2. My Stepmother and Stepsisters Aren't Wicked, Volume 1. Natsumi's Book of Friends, Volume 28. Noragami, The Omnibus 5, which is Volumes 13 to 15. One Punch Man, Volume 25. Queen's Quality, Volume 17. Run Away With Me Girl, Volume 3. Shaman King Flowers, Volume 1. Shaban Ban, Super Cute Dogs. Shoha Shoten, Volume 2. Skip Beat Volume 48. Yes, this series is still being released. Superwoman in Love, Honey Trap and Rapid Rabbit Volume 5. Sword of the Hunter, Demon Hunter, Kijin Gensobu, the light novel and the manga Volume 2. Elusive Samurai Volume 6. The King's Beast Volume 10. The Saint's Magic Powers Omnipotent, The Other Saint, Volume 2. The Titan's Bride, Volume 3. Trapped in a Dating Sim, The World of Atome Games is Tough for Mobs, The Light Novel, Volume 9. And then last and certainly not least, one I reviewed several months ago, and I'm so happy it finally was released. Welcome to Demon School, Irmacoon, Volume 1. And then, that's for May 2nd, now for May 9th, what was released was... By the Grace of the Gods, Volume 8. Chasing After Aoi, Koshiba, Volume 4. Classroom of the Elite, Year 2, Light Novels, Volume 4.5. Do You Like Big Girls, Volume 7. Fly Me to the Moon, Volume 17. Helk, Volume 3. Common Rider, Kuga, Volume 3. Mal, Volume 11. My Happy Marriage, Volume 3. 
My Hero Academia Vigilante, Volume 14. My Secret Affection, Volume 2. Pokemon Adventures XY, Volume 5. PTSD Radio Omnibus 3, which is Volumes 5 and 6. Skip and Low for Volume 7. Slow Life in Another World, I Wish, Volume 5. Soloist in a Cage, Volume 1. Spriggan Deluxe Edition 4. The 100 Girlfriends Who Really, 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 Really Love You, Volume 6. The Art of Haikyuu, the art book. The Case Files of Jeweler Richard, Light Novel, Volume 4. The Hidden Dungeon Only I Can Enter, Manga, Volume 8. There's No Freaking Way I'll Be Your Lover Unless, Light Novel, Volume 1. Tokyo Aliens, Volume 3. Twilight Out of Focus, Volume 1. Wolf Girl and Black Prince, Volume 1. And Yokai Watch, Volume 21. And then, before I forget, we had one more for last week, which was kind of weird, because on the 10th there was one manga that was released, and that was Keep Your Hands Off Isaacin. So those are the manga that were released for this the last two weeks. And I've got to say, there are tons of ones that are really good, really bad, but a lot of fun. And for me personally, the ones that I was most excited about for this, well, my top five for this week, included The Elusive Samurai Volume 6, Keep Your Hands Off Isaac in Volume 5, Life Lessons with Uramachi Onichan Volume 5, Four, skip and low for volume seven and then welcome to demon school volume five which are the ones you're most excited about let me know email me at zanspirekin.com or tweet me at spirekin let me know your thoughts and your feelings about the situation and where it was and well before i forget let's actually get to something kind of cool because this is our 15 year anniversary and i love kind of some statistics so let's get to some statistics about the spirekin manga review shall we because if you're joining us for the first time spirekin has been around for quite some time. We actually started all the way back in 2008. And since then, it has been crazy. I started 2008 with Mason. It was just Mason and Zan on May 15th. That was 15 years ago to this day. Uh, we originally were the Spirekin Manga Review Podcast. And then we branched out to the Spirekin Movie Review Podcast, the Spirekin Con Review, which became Spirekin Con Report. Uh, Spark and Anime Review, Spark and Book Corner, which became the Spark and Book Club, uh, the Zan's Extraordinary Superhero Examination, our superhero show. There was the Zan Chats, where I would talk with someone with coffee randomly, our Television Tuesdays, where we talked about different TV shows, and tons of other podcasts over the years. And in the 15 years we've been around, uh, the total amount of podcast episodes exceeds over 1,067 episodes and over 48 thousand minutes or 800 hours of audio to listen to so if you have not if you're joining us for the first time we have tons of episodes you can listen to some of the early stuff is not as polished as it is now i used to be a little bit more edgelordy but we've changed over time we've evolved and we've become more succinct at what we're doing and that's not including the amount of time i spent editing each episode because each episode takes about four hours to edit originally so think about that if it's a 40 minute episode plus four hours do the math. It's a lot. So besides our audio, uh, we started our YouTube channel, started doing videos for YouTube as well, including reactions, uh, movie reviews, and and some really cool content, which you can check out YouTube.com forward slash Spirekin. 
but we have over 114 episodes on there as well. So there's tons of content if you want to check it out. Also, our total number of co-hosts are 20, and that's including guest hosts. That's everyone from original co-host Mason all the way to Greta. And ironically, the most the co-host who's done the most episodes was Baz, of course. For those of you who don't know who Baz is, he's one of our more interesting co-hosts who shows up occasionally. Since I'm no longer in the same state as him, it's a little bit harder. But you have Baz, you have Cal, you have Deke, Timbo, uh, Demona, Mason, of course, we cannot forget, uh, Rays and Lethal, and so many other co-hosts, and also guest hosts. Uh, Sean Russell, who ironically I saw on um, that one game show, The Gambler, which was really funny. I'm like, wait, that's Sean. Why is he on there? Kind of crazy, but uh, Vinny from All Geeks Considered and tons of other co-hosts. And I thank each and every one of you. You guys have been awesome. And I definitely would love to do something amazing with you guys. But we'll iron the details up on that later. And with that, well, that's all we've been doing for the last couple of years. And it's been kind of crazy. It goes so fast and it really does kind of just poof and get there you know it just jumps and you think that oh this is just gonna be a temporary thing and it's not it really isn't and originally we were gonna be done by episode 15 but then just it started spiraling into control i mean we got our first review where it was the um a podcast uh creator of a comic book that is about well a post-apocalypse world he wanted to do an interview, and then from there, just became other things as well. I mean, I've been doing, I've done podcasts, I've been a panelist. My life has changed dramatically since I started doing this podcast, and it's been for the better. And more importantly, than that thank all of you who are listening. I appreciate and watching. I appreciate each and every one of you. Every email I get, every comment I get, it just gives me more motivation to keep doing this. And I am going to keep doing this till I'm an old man has to read manga with thick, thick glasses. And you're all awesome. I'd love to do more, but, you know, I'm going to keep some of this for the Patreon, some of the other things we're going to be talking about. So, uh, let's actually remember to like, share, and subscribe beforehand. You can do that at our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Spirekin, or our website, www.spirekin.com. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, and various other social media sites. And if you enjoy what you hear, join our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Spirekin. Help us create more fun content for you to enjoy. I'm currently overhauling it because some of the episodes got corrupted and we're fixing things. So if it doesn't look like there's a lot of content, there is a lot of content. Just bear with me. Trust me, it's going to be worth it. But I digress. So I think that's just about it for this episode. Uh, oh, one more thing before we get to that part you've all been waiting for. In two weeks, I will be at Animazement. Yes, I'm going to be there not as a panelist, but as press because... I'm in a new location, as you could tell. I'm actually, I'll admit, I'm now in North Carolina. So that's my new digs. No longer Massachusetts. No longer in Masshole. Now I'm a Carolinan, or I think that's what they're called down here. But we're going to see. So I'll be at uh, Animazement at the last weekend of May. And then after that, I'll be at Otakon, where I've gotten, I think, I submitted five panels. We'll see if I get any of them. But I will be at Otakon. And that's the last week of July. And so, for the 15th year, and for the 515th time, it's time for that one, that only, The Wheel of Manga! Yes, friends, The Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. 
So, for those of you who are joining us the first time, and it has been a while, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on it. And what I've done is I've assigned a manga title to each of the 10 slots. And we're going to sort of spin the wheel. Whatever number it lands on the manga that's in that spot is the one we're going to review in the next episode of the Spyrocon Manga Review, episode 516. We've got some great titles on here, and let's spin and see what we're going to review in the next episode, shall we? Number three, My Sister the Cat. Whoa, that's one I didn't expect. So I know it's kind of a gag comic, but it's going to be kind of cool. I've never actually read it, so we'll see how it goes. But as usual, thank you so much for watching and listening. Every email I get, every comment I get, gives me more inspiration to keep doing this podcast. And I've been doing this for 15 years, and I love it, and keep doing this as long as I can. So thank you. As usual, I'm your host, Zan. I'm Gonsville. Catch you guys next time, and keep reading manga. See you later.